We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. Oh, yes. Hi, everybody. I wasn't <laughs> even paying attention, but we are live. Don't worry about it. We're going to rally on the show here at Stochastic. I'm Ben Raza. I'm joined by Eric Lindquist. What's up, buddy? We got John Deere Classic on the horizon. We're going to talk a little Travelers Championship. We might talk a little Open Championship. That's in a couple weeks. In the meantime, we're going to head to Deer Run and do some things, and Prize Picks is going to help us do it. We'll talk about them in this show as well. Hello, how are you? 10 a.m. your time, 1 p.m. my time. I just ate lunch. I'm feeling good. Oh, I was going to say, I, I got to see you bright and early, 6 eight, well, 6.30 a.m. my time. It was beautiful. It was lively. I think I know where you stand on a couple of guys. We have a lot more to talk about because there are some strangers in a new world here at the John Deere Classic, also known as the major of Iowa and Illinois and the Quad Cities on the border, Zach Johnson Town, Steve Strickerville. I'm telling you, this is going to be fun times. Good to be here. It's not good to be. Uh, I don't. I, I don't anticipate me ever going to the Quad Cities. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I, I, I just. It's beautiful. Not, I bet. I, I'm a big Iowa State guy. I, I root for them in sports, uh, and it rarely works out. But that's not really relevant here. What is relevant is that we've got a tournament, and we've got a lot of money up for grabs. Last week there was a lot of money up for grabs. Patrick Cantley decided not to grab it. Uh, that was as bad of a Sunday that I've ever seen from a top end golfer. Everyone's talking rightfully so about Thigala blowing up on 18. And that was tough, tough to see, but inexperience caught up with him. I cannot believe how bad Patrick Cantlay played on Sunday. You understand it's golf that we talk about golf you, is the it, most, here's the thing. And, and I, I will just say this as somebody who played golf at a high level continues to play golf at a high level. Some days you wake up and the grip feels weird in your hands. You hit a couple on the range, goes off the hosel. You're like, oh, what, what in God's green earth? Specifically, that shot he hit on the par three is not something yes. that a rational man hits on the PGA Tour. A 155-yard nine-iron shot that went 75 yards? It happens. And here's the thing. People who don't play golf don't understand that it can be the most painful, stressful, horrible, horrific, nightmarish, inconceivable kind of thing that can have to happen to you. And it happens in an instant and you have no control over it. So Patrick Canley, that's why I'm so adamant about just writing off one round sample sizes because they don't matter. They, this stuff happens all the time in golf. It happens to everybody. It's happened to Xander. It's happened to, you know, every single player down the line. And the better you are at golf, the more exposed you are when something like this happens. So we write it off. It happens. 
it should not be shocking. It's shocking. Uh, it definitely <laughs> happens. I just, at a course like that, to see him basically shoot the worst round of any player. I've seen guys implode U.S. Opens and whatnot. It was just very, very shocking. But you know what? It did happen. We don't really have to analyze where he'll be for, for certainly at least a week because he's not here like most of the guys. And we still had some good results. Uh, saw a lot of really good scores across the industry here at Stochastic, including the man behind the glass. Tyler Zander had a big score as yeah, well. Buddy. So we'd like to see that. Now, we do turn the page and we turn it to TPC Deer Run. This is a course, as you mentioned, it's not going to be challenging. There's going to be scoring. It's very gettable. It's generous off the tee generous with greens and regulation even if you miss the green it's pretty generous and scrambling there's no real defense so is this just score score attack attack or is there something else to look at uh pretty much par 71 7300 yards it's one of those things where uh this is the golf course on tour that i have by far played the most in my life probably played it a dozen 15 times and I will say it's one of those where you go out and you shoot 72 and you feel like you played bad. Like that's, that's the kind of golf course that it is. And that's for like a recreational round out playing, like obviously they're setting it up for a tour event. So it's going to be more difficult than that, but not really because these guys are way better than anybody that I was playing with at the college level, except for Chris birdie man Baker, of course, but I'm looking at this field and I'm feeling pretty confident that uh, you're going to see a 25 under, you're going to see a 26 under, you're going to have some really, really low numbers. You're looking at approach. You look at guys through and through. It's, it's just one of those typical get the ball in play on planet Earth, and that's not too hard to do out there. The rough's not too penal, and you just go out and you make a bunch of birdies. Clearly, birdie or better percentage, uh, things like that, are, are, are going to be stats that you want to look at. Guys are going to be able to just take apart this tee to green. You're going to need to make your putts. We've seen Lucas Glover, 19 under. Fratelli, 21 under. A lot of guys are going to be flirting with you know, high double digits, the par, you know, the cut line is going to be way under par streaks and bonuses are going to be in play. It's just one of those events. It's a typical weak field event that we deal with. Is there anything else before we dive in and we talk a little prize picks as well that you are going to change just based on the very, very broad strokes of, of a very easy course and a very weak field? Well, you got to feel pretty confident just removing the 10k, uh, the the 10k range in a lot of lineups. Like you can start with McNeely. You can start with Patrick Rogers. You can start with some crazy type builds like Webb Simpson. Like you can even look at his top 10 percent. Like his top 10 odds. You know when you're talking like minus 185 and stuff like this, you're never gonna bet it. I don't think it's the true actual odds of Webb Simpson's opportunity to be up there, and he's 34 percent. You can do some ridiculous things because there's going to be guys low 7Ks, whether it's Ryan Moore. Yeah, you heard me. Uh, Nate Lashley. We got your boy Grio mid sevens. Like yeah. you could literally build a lineup from the like have one from the low nines or upper eights, low eights, and then just jam 7K range. And I can't imagine that it's still suboptimal. I might do some weird things in 150. Well, we're going to talk about that as well, as well as prize picks, what you can do over there. I just did a video for them. It'll be out later today, breaking it down. And if you haven't been over at prize picks, we've got an opportunity for you. Go check that out. Prize picks, daily prop based contest. What you're doing, you're going to be predicting over under. So like birdie or better percentage will guys make over three and a half birdies or less than three and a half birdies. And you can correlate it. You get five player lineups, net up to 10 extra entry fee. A lot of different ways to structure. And we've got a promo code AWESOMO for a $100 first match deposit bonus. I was just here. 
some of the odds that I like, they actually went up because I really think that you can take advantage of these over the birdies this week. It seems like a pseudo no brainer, honestly, because even if guys don't play well, I can't imagine that they're not making birdies. It's just, they might make a couple extra bogeys to me, taking over on some of these birdies are better on, on the majority of these guys are where I'm at on prize packs. Yeah. Um, be careful not to click on the ones from the other tour that must not be named. They're obviously uh, yes. they're lingering in the world and we do not care about them. So that's cool. We, we want to go to the actual golf tournament that's actually going on on the PGA Tour, even if there are some randoms and some unknowns that are existing there. Uh, but yeah, Boston, you know, Bezadenhut, you've got a lot of guys that we can be getting to. We should just be jamming overs on four. Like this number this is this feels like like a baseline number that they just threw out there. These are just wrong. They're they're going to be guys. You should just be stacking these up in bulk if these are still available. I don't really get it because this course you've got three par fives that are very gettable. You've got par fours. You know a couple that are like three hundred and sixty yards, and it's just there's so many scoring holes. And I I really feel like even if you play an average round four or five birdies is more than attainable. Never mind if you play well, you're going to be six, seven, eight birdies easily. Yeah, I'm going, uh, if I had to go down the line here, I mean, I'm just going to literally jam these right now. This is this is the biggest no-brainer we've had all week. Glover, yeah. Thigla, Poston, uh, Webb Simpson, and Jason Day. There you go. Congratulations, there's your five. Yeah, on my video, two of the three, two guys that I did, uh, I put Bez in there as well. Um I feel really good about these guys just scoring. So you can go over there and take advantage of that promo code. Awesome. Uh, all right, let's get into it. Let's, let's start talking about the golfers. We'll break it down chat. It's good to see everybody. What's going on. If you got questions, we hopefully have answers. 10 K range. It's not really a range. It's four guys. It's Webb, Hadwin, Thigala, and Jason day clearly to me and feel free to disagree. The win equity in a normal 10 K range and the win equity of these 10K players is not the same. There's a much less likely chance that these guys win the tournament. They're still the best players in the field, but I just don't think that there's that big of a difference. Someone has to fill the top end salary, and these are the best guys available. Yeah, it's uh, I, I get that they're the absolutely the best guys available. This is not your standard Rory McIlroy, Justin Thomas, Xander Shoffley, and Patrick Cantley at the top of the board. This is Webb Simpson, Adam Hadwin, Figala, and Jason Day. So when I talk about, you know, I'm going to have lineups where I'm ending up leaving some money on the table. I, I, I mean, it's just going to happen. It's just going to yeah. naturally happen for me because I, I don't think that I'm missing out on a whole heck of a lot. As much as I love Thiegel, he's my absolute boy. You guys have been hearing me talk about him since day one, him stepping on the PGA Tour. He's 10-1. Is he a 10-1 golfer in this field? Yeah, he is, but on any other field, no. And we saw him play phenomenal last week. Maybe he comes out and just has, doesn't have his best stuff. Plus in a birdie fest like this, it opens up the field a lot more than, than if you're playing a difficult golf course. John Rahm talks about that all the time where he wants golf courses set up as difficult as possible so people can't get away with stuff. It just opens up the field. So I, I think my favorite out of everybody shouldn't be a surprise that I like Fiegler the most. I'm curious what you're going to do with Webb Simpson because we, we currently have him at 34%. And I do think because of how easy it is to just play him. He's the guy across the board that has the highest top 10, top 20 odds. Uh, you know, it's major minus money in those kind of departments. And, you know, he's as sure of a thing as it feels like in this field. Do you want to be above or below that number if the tournament started today? I think below. Uh, and it's not to say that I'm adamantly against Webb, 
I just don't really see myself, you know, two fifths of a portfolio to get slight leverage, or, you know, half the portfolio to get like full leverage. That's, that's a lot. Um, Webb's playing better. He's definitely seemingly healthy for a change. And he's coming off a 13th at Travelers where he was his typical self, really good ball striking, positive with the putter. It hasn't been a great year for him, though, still. No top 10s on the year. 13th was his best finish of the year. This is no, oh, Webb Simpson's my fourth man in. He's, you know, the alpha favorite for the tournament style. You're going to need a big showing. Certainly, you're going to need his best result of the year in this field. The other thing that's a little, I'm not going to say alarming, and correct me if I'm wrong, maybe going back, but I, I don't see any course history here whatsoever. So it seems like this is a new stop. For Webb Simpson, I think that's just increased variance. There's no reason to think he won't like the course, but we do not have any, or I don't have any data on how he plays around this track. No, and that's that's going to just be, just enjoy everybody. Um, enjoy. I, I, I don't really know what to do with it. Um, I, I haven't even made my decision. You look at our top golfers tool, and that it helps me with a lot of my decisions. He's got a 20.7% optimal percentage. It's highest out of anybody in the tournament. But that's a massive, massive negative leverage to incur. I think if it started right now, I'd cap him at 15% and I would move on with my life. Fair. I think that there's some credence to people just saying, all right, he's going to be the one piece up here that I just play way over the field. You know, I hope that he puts up a top 10, top 15, but there's enough guys underneath him that aren't getting as much steam. I'm looking at Maverick. We're looking at positive leverage for the first time in forever getting to Maverick. And I don't think anything other than his current form is really an issue because I think he's going to have some really nice finishes, especially in these kind of events where he should be able to eventually go out and put his foot down. You could play, you know, anybody else, even Denny McCarthy. It's only like 5% negative leverage. And I feel better about him than I do necessarily about Webb Simpson. I would even argue better current form than, than Webb Simpson. So I'm, I'm looking at him as kind of a guy that I want to short. I think I've already kind of made it pretty known that my, my approach is going to be maybe one of these guys in the 10 K range in lineups, but most of the time I'm going to be starting nine K and building down. I think most people will do that. So I want to naturally uh, at least explore zigging when everyone zags, are you looking to go two North of 10? Cause I think this week that is going to be radically different. People are not looking to do that at all. Everyone wants to go balance. Could you say, you know what, give me Webb and Thigala. I'll take the one, two punch and I'll build from there. Yeah, I, I don't mind Webb and Thiegla. My issue is like, I think you're going to run into way more Simpson Hadwin than what you think you are. Um, okay. if, you're, if you're going through and building it, I mean, right now we've got them projected for 34 and 28%. Those aren't mutually exclusive where I think people are just not going to necessarily get to them. Maybe it's only like 4 or 5%, but you still have 72.50 left over. There are more than enough guys to, to mine out of the, the low sevens, I think. Uh, the, the high sixes, even like there's guys that we can play in this kind of an event that generally you wouldn't give the time of day. If this were a full field event with, you know, top tier guys where the opportunity cost was really, really high. I mean, you could talk Charlie Hoffman. You could talk me into something like that. Uh, our, our projections tend to like him. Ryan Moore already talked about him. I mean, there are a number of guys. And so for me, I'm just going to be avoiding the top two guys there. I'll start with some Thiegel and a lot of lineups as well, but for the most part, I, I do think my preferred build is going to be 9K down. And I, I'm probably on the other side of you, right? I think fewer people end up doing that than should. Interesting. That, that is something that we will have to explore and uh, look at the tools 
to kind of identify that. Cause if that, if, if I could just take any build with no repercussions of what other people do, it would be balanced this week. I think Thigolo yep. would be my favorite North of 10. Like you, I want to quickly ask you though, cause you know, Webb's playing pretty good. Seems to be trending upward. Hadwood's playing well. Thigolo is playing fantastic. Jason Day is playing terrible still. He's the biggest name probably in the field historically, but he's playing the worst of the 10 Ks. Is that a sneaky spot to buy? Or do you just say they had to put someone up here? They threw Jason Day and he just does not belong in a 10 K price tag, no matter where they're playing. Yeah. I, I can't play Jason Day this week. And it really has to do with what is this golf course? What does it demand that you do in order to score? Well, you hit the ball close to the hole. And if you go through his last four, four events, he's been negative at least Three and a half strokes gain approach in all four. That is atrocious kind of ball striking we're seeing from his irons. And the only time that he really was positive was that ridiculous spike week he had at the Wells Fargo. He shot like 80 or whatever it was on Saturday and knocked himself out of contention. Still put up a 15th, still made a lot of birdies and was good from a DK scoring perspective. But yeah, I, I can't do it even in this event. If you told me Jason Day was going to be like four, 3% or something, maybe I would bl- blindly take a little bit. Even at seven, eight, nine percent, I would rather just take all that exposure and move it towards Thigala. I'd rather go lower. Denny McCarthy and McNeely, I prefer strongly over him. So I'm I'm just kind of uh, looking at Jason Day as a write-off still. Yeah, but again, ownership will tell the tale. I think clearly he's behind most of the range unless there's uh, something that comes up on the ownership game. Pancho Villa, little super chat for your dog by Duke Kong. There you go. Appreciate that. <laughs> Uh, I will do that. Appreciate do you. That. Appreciate you. you. He, we get him back. So he's been in training for the last month. You guys probably haven't seen him month. anywhere here. Yeah. So he's there's a lady. Boarding so my, my wife takes him on a walk and she's like about to dislocate her shoulder as he's out and about walking. So he's already 70 pounds. He's going to be 120. We had to get, we had to get some structure in his life a little bit more than what, you know, father Lindquist over here is willing mm-hmm. to provide. So, uh, so yeah, so they're taking care of him. We go see him on Thursday and do training stuff with him. Wow. Friday training stuff with him. Saturday, we pick him up. It's going to be awesome. That seems, so is, is this one of those where like you wake up and there's just like two guys in the room that say like, you have to come with me style. Or did you just like banish yeah. him? What, what, what what's no, the it's deal? this lovely. She, it's like this lady dog whisperer lady mm-hmm. that, that literally takes him on walks and Suspicious. she sends videos of us. Yeah. I think Duke's having more fun there than what he's ever had. Okay. you know, in our, in our place. So I, I, he looks, he looks to be very, very much enjoying it. There you go. Uh, a welcome home Kong though is in order. Thank you, Pancho. It certainly is. Um, now if you win a lot of money, you can get him other things in the nine K range is probably the opportunity to do that, but it's still a small range. Denny McPutts, he crashed back to earth, but I still think that we have to look at, he missed the cut, but he still gained four strokes putting in two rounds. Just Why ridiculous. Maverick, who is in a buy low spot, CH3 and Bez. I kind of like Bez. I think that he's trending quietly, still making some cuts. The form isn't great, but his around the green game has been bad lately. That's usually a strength of his game, not a weakness. It's going to be a putting contest. McCarthy, Bez, two of the better putters up in this range. Yeah, I'm in on Bez this week. And or not on, on Bez, I'm in. Uh, Denny McCarthy, I'm really in. And what it... This is this is hilarious. This is just how PJ DFS works. Last week, I said I had zero percent Denny McCarthy. I didn't that have a, a single really share call, in three hundred something lineups that I made over on DK, and just played everybody else in the range and played Xander above. But Denny McCarthy was a complete write off purely because you just looked at the ball striking off the tee, and it was so so poor, and there was really nothing 
that I could take at a U.S. Open. Obviously, he got in and played to a certain extent over there. You don't survive there. But I can tell you one thing. If you anybody watched Sunday, they knew that he made a zillion putts, and he's going to continue to make a zillion putts. This golf course, you can get away with you know being in the rough. You can get away with hitting it 280, Steve Stricker style. You can get away with a lot more off the tee. That is by far the weakest part of this golf game. He had five straight uh, events. He was, he was flat at the Travelers even. The irons were kind of a write-off here last week. And, you know, he's always going to be kind of me- meandering in that kind of a level. But losing two strokes around the green is not going to be typical of him. Losing 4.1 on the approach is not going to be typical of him. So in a scoring fest, give me putters. Give me guys who can get it done. And that's where this entire range just kind of makes sense to me to jam. I'm going to play a lot of Denny McCarthy. Going to play a lot of Maverick because he's my boy. Play a lot of BZ. Probably Charles Howell is the one guy I don't have a feel for. So curious what your stance is on him. But the other three guys in the 9K range, I am so confident starting with them in lineups. It's not even funny. Yeah, I I do think it is. Uh, it just that is PGA DFS. A great call by you with Denny McCarthy. You fade him. He gets like he plays terrible and he gets a massive price increase. And now you like him. And it just yep. shows how week to week, how different. It can be, I actually echo your thoughts, unfortunately, with CH3. I really don't have a strong take on him. He's playing pretty good golf, typical Charles Howell, making cuts, not really threatening. I don't think he really belongs in this range, but then you look at the field itself and you say, okay, it's probably pretty reasonable. If I had to order him, we'll do Wednesday nights live before lock, me and Jason Roslin, we do it every week, but we'll bring a little of this to the Tuesday show. I'll do a quick rank them here. With these guys, for me, it would be Bez 1, Denny 2, Maverick 3, and CH3 4. Yep, that's the exact same order I have. You can get three of these in a lineup, too. So that's something yep. that I'm, I'm kind of playing with right here uh, as I do the show. And you're still going to have north of seven for the three other spots. That's a good look on prize picks. These are guys that I like the over four. It's a really good range. I do think it'll be a popular starting build, and that's something that you know I will lean on our tools here as Stochastic to to figure it out because i think that a lot of people are going to click two of these guys and move on with their day as they probably should as they probably should that's that is fair all right let's keep working down 8k range now we start to get you know a real range with north of 10 guys stallings patrick rogers is going to be a popular name nick hardy who quietly is playing as good as anyone in this field adam long brendan todd cam davis lucas glover ct pan jt poston who's going to be really popular in my opinion where do you go here? It's hard not to look at guys like Hardy and Poston and say, all right, playing really good golf and this is a good course for them. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, don't even write off Scott Stallings. This feels like the guy that when you get some of these weaker field events, for some reason, he just kind of finds a way. And, and coming off the top 10 at Travelers with 7.2 strokes gain approach, we've now seen him gain over four and a half strokes in three of his last five events with, with strokes gain data kind of a ridiculous number and uh by the way this golf course that's kind of what you're looking for a guy who's on fire with his irons missed the cut at memorial in u.s open this is not that kind of a golf course this is much more charles schwab travelers so uh looking at those two uh the the recent form just the ability to get to the top of the board he's going to be a guy that i'm going to be overweight to i'm pretty sure uh for this week as well which isn't something I, i don't know how many times i've talked about scott stallings but he always pops a little bit in my model i think i was tilting him on thursday Uh, to you because he was in my best lineup and then all of a sudden he shoots like six or seven under on Friday hero of the people Scott Stallings has a really nice weekend gets all the way to a top 10 after shooting over par his first round so I'm I'm back in on him again Uh, 8900 should keep most people off of that kind of a guy 
But Patrick Rogers, I know, is your guy, so I'll let you talk about him. I mean, Patrick Rogers is a guy that I thought, and I still think that Patrick Rogers has a real chance to win on tour. Uh, he's got all the talent in the world. He has been second in a handful of events over the years. He is not playing elite golf, but he's made six or seven cuts, 18th in Canada, 31st at the U.S. Open. And he's got the combo that I think always can translate to wins. He's good off the tee and he's a good putter. And when you have that, you can really take advantage. Now, I don't see this course per se being an off the tee dismantling, but I still think that he'll be able to score really well here. He's got a runner up finish at this very event. 8,800 seems more than reasonable. 33, 35 to one in the outright market is not uh to me, unreasonable to take a stab there. So Patrick Rogers is going to be a core piece for me. Do you like Nick Hardy though? That's the guy that I want to ask you about, or do you say, you know what, I'm not going to jump on the run now with uh, the price being elevated. Yeah. I mean, price elevated is always contextual in this kind of event, but it's relevant. Thank you. But it's, it's kind of, he's fine. Again, came off of top 10 travelers, eighth tied for eighth alongside Scott Stallings. Um, but for me, the big thing is the approach just really wasn't there in the same kind of a way as Scott Stallings is. So when I'm looking at upside, I just think there's more with Stallings than there is in Hardy. So I'm going to find the 400. I'll, I'll probably end up doing that more times than not. Looks like at the current uh, ownership here too of Hardy, I mean, 16% for him. That seems like a lot for me. Um, I, I get it. Would I be surprised if he played well here? No, there's a lot of guys that I wouldn't be surprised if they played well here. But uh, I think he's probably just a guy that, the irons aren't as sharp. The putter doesn't spike as much with some of the other players in this range, uh, especially of late. Yeah, he's been decent, but I, I think he's probably going to be a pass just in terms of, you know, I, I don't know what the top five, top 10 number looks like here in this spot, but uh, I feel like there's a lot of other guys more likely for it. I'm basically in line with that. I prefer Patrick Rogers. You mentioned Stallings going down. I'm drawn a little to Cam Davis, who I, I know is not playing elite golf, but he is just a pure scorer, really aggressive. He's gained strokes putting in six of seven. He's making cuts. He's going to outscore his placement points. He has had no success at this event. He's made the cut both times, but hasn't scored uh, or done much of it. But I don't really care with guys like this just because I think their games evolve quickly. Do you have any love for him? CT Pan, Poston, Cameron Champ. These are the names we see at the bottom of the range. Yeah, so I was going through some results, and I can't remember which single entry I was in where this happened, but Cam Davis was in the winning lineup, and I looked at it for a little while, and I was confused. I was very, very confused, and it's because the guy made an eagle and 19 birdies and put up 78 fantasy points and finished 56. He shot 65-66 the first two rounds, fell apart on the weekends, but like three doubles on the card. He had six doubles on the card at the Memorial and still finished 53rd. This guy scores like he just gets you a lot of birdies. And I'm worried that the golf course might just be it doesn't even matter what it is. He's going to have blow up holes. And I do get kind of worried about that. But going through some of these results, I I just got to feel like he's a guy with a massive amount of birdie upside. Get some easier golf holes. Maybe he can avoid some of those massive mistakes. I mean, nine doubles or worse in your last, what, eight rounds of golf on the PGA Tour. That is a massive number of doubles for a PGA Tour player. So I'm with you. I think if you can just avoid some of those massive blowups, I'm not going to completely go overboard on him. He's already the most popular guy in this entire range outside of uh, outside of Brendan Todd, which we'll talk about last. But uh, Cameron Davis, I'm, I'm definitely in because the guy just makes birdies. He really does. Uh, and yeah, I, again, it's going to be about line of construction. You can combat that with different you know, permutations, leaving some money on the table, things like that. 
talk to me about Brennan Todd and feel free to rope in JT Poston because their games are similar in a lot of ways. Poston was electric with the irons last week. Brennan Todd makes a ton of putts, not a long hitter. And this can certainly suit his style as we've seen in the past. See, this is painful last week because my, my big stand, I said I was going to play a lot sub 7K of JT Poston. That worked out very, very nicely. He was sub 1% in everything. And if I had known that, I might have jammed him even more just because he's this guy who we've seen multiple times can spike with the irons and spike with the putter. And boy, did you get both at the same time at the Travelers 8.2, 5.3 strokes game putting. You look at the Memorial, same kind of a thing, even though just finished 37, 2.5 with the irons, 2.8 with the putter. He gets these accentuated times where he's just been positive off the tee a number of times. Travelers, you know, that that was the thing we were just able to get in the fairway, be positive in that regard. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Between aging and busy lifestyles, many women struggle with maintaining their physical and mental wellness. At Aquavita Concierge Healthcare Services for Women, we can help you revitalize your health and reclaim your life. We start from within by balancing your hormones, allowing your body to achieve and maintain desired weight goals. We also specialize in peptide therapies, regenerative medicine, sexual health, and aesthetics in our state-of-the-art facilities. Feel better, look better, live better. At Aquavita, visit aquavitality.com and begin your journey today. He's just a good enough player here in these spots, you know, before the irons were broken this, this spring. And that was kind of the difficulty of, you know, he kept losing me money constantly, but now we're starting to see some life there and coming off of a second, it might feel a little chasey, but I'm, I'm back in on JT Poston again this week. There's a five ball that I really like on bet MGM that we talked about on our VOD this morning. I think that that is going to be something that I'm kind of firing up quite a bit. Um, But I prefer him strongly over Brendan Todd. And I get, what the field is seeing from Brendan Todd. I get why they might want to jam him in some of these spots because the putter can just be so ridiculous and the irons are generally going to be a positive part of his golf game. But there's enough miscut equity here that I'm willing to just, it's not completely the exact same as Denny McCarthy. I'm sure I'll have a tiny bit of Brendan Todd, but boy, am I going to be shorting him at 25%. Yeah, I'm going to short him as well. Uh, I certainly would rather play Boston. I I would rather play CT Pan because I'm me. Um, I I don't really, I'll be honest, I don't know what to make of CT Pan. He he lost five and a half strokes on the approach at Travelers. That's his career worst on the PGA Tour. I tend to think that there's not a larger issue and he just simply didn't have it because before that he had gained in nine straight events on the approach. So if you think that that's an outlier, all the ownership is going to be washed away i think it's okay to hang on at a field like this if ct pan's putter comes with you uh it could be good that's always kind of the missing link for him but you've got pasta in there you've got lucas glover who's who won this event there are options if you don't want to go to chalky brendan todd good yeah he's he's the one guy it's just you know if you were lower owned you could have uh, at least have that conversation but I, I know why the field sees it. I know that he's he's a decent enough play, but I don't think he's a 25% kind of guy. When you have, I, I would prefer getting to a little bit of Glover. I prefer Poston quite a bit. If he's going to really be 15% uh, 
Um, I'm, I'm surprised he's not gaining more attention. He was, he was in the mix Sunday second. Generally you see DFSers wanting to jam in those kind of a spots, but field's gotten sharper. So I, I guess I don't completely blame them, but JT Poston has always been a buy for me because of that kind of upside. We've seen it now. He's got two top threes. We're talking top threes, like must have kind of stuff now on the PGA tour. I guess, you know, if you sub 1%, you don't need him, but I mean, those are some massive type upside that you're seeing from a guy who has been relatively unknown to this point. Yeah. And we'll see again as the tools, you know, if there's anyone that withdraws and as ownership updates, we'll have to keep in mind what's happening here. And sir, we got a couple free tools today as well. I do want to throw that out there real quick. MLB top stacks, PGA golfer rankings, just a little taste of what we have here at Stochastic. If you want to sign up, stochastic.com slash join. You guys know the drill. And, and one other thing, I want to talk about all these things. You mentioned on the video this morning that you talked about some of this. That's over on the Odd Shopper YouTube. All our betting content is available and over there. Now, we've talked about, <laughs> I guess, the good golfers in this field, question mark. But now <laughs> we got about 100 more guys starting in the 7K range. It's a gigantic range. Johnny Huh. Kevin Streelman, Svensson, Fratelli, Gim, Greer. There's a million names. So how do you sort through it? I'm curious because I, I bet we have the same guy. But I'm, if you had to play one golfer north between 7,500 and 7,900, uh, actually, we'll, we'll go 7,600 to 7,900 and just talk about truly the top end guys. You're clicking on one for a single entry. What are you clicking on? What would I do? Um, so I'm going to work through this on the fly. I know it's, Last, it's, a, it's a thought exercise. If anything, there's two guys for me, it would be Johnny question marks. John, he played well last week, 12th, 25th and 13th. Adam Svensson was the other name that I looked yes, at. Irons have been good. Yeah. I see how you got there. Made five straight cuts, five straight positive with the putter, just playing really solid golf. Yeah. Three of four, the approach five straight putter, everything kind of matches up for trending in the right direction. And what happens is you play like, the RBC Canadian, really strong field, 21st, 25th Travelers. And now you get the John Deere Classic and people don't weight it properly. People don't look at it with, you know, the same, through the same lens. Two top 25s in those two events is not the same as a top 25 at the John Deere Classic. Like that's equivalent to almost a top 10, top 12 in some of those regards. And I just look at what we're seeing him do well. He's just always positive off the tee. You're always getting something off the tee. But now... You're, you're basically going to see somebody who's going to be bringing the irons along for the ride. Oh, I'm, I'm interested in that. Around the green game, pretty irrelevant. Uh, putter, been positive five straight. I just, I think he's trending in the right direction and he's a buy right now. I, I agree. I'm not going to push back on that. I do think that a lot of what you talked about is applicable to Johnny He. Um, he's just trending as well. What is well. up with the, what's like the little I, accent on the back of it? You can't stop it? Hey. Yeah. hey question marks i don't know i can't pronounce his what how do you say who huh huh you just say uh, huh huh yeah huh. i don't know I, i'm also being distracted hey. our, our our producer is in the matrix right now i know you guys can't oh see my. that yeah you see what's going on it's uh you're gonna oh give me God. a seizure on the screen um when it, it stopped thank god it stopped. yeah now, that's just a Whew. little peek behind the glass of what we're dealing with so if my takes get a little egregious he you just won 1250 why. last week. He uh, he can afford a new camera, thank God. Um, right. I don't see a ton else in this range. Again, you've got Lahiri and Shank. And Fratelli, I always think, is a worthwhile target. He had been making cuts until last week, but honestly, I think we identified the two guys there. Let's move down a little. 
Rio destroyed me last week. He was absolutely horrendous. I don't know. I mean, can he bounce back? Sure. But, you know, I think we need to, not we, I need to kind of cool off on him because I thought he was building to something. Maybe not. I still think he's playable just because he's mid sevens and stronger fields than this. So it's a nice price. But what do you see in the lower to mid sevens? Martin uh, Martin Laird. Why Marty, not? Marty, okay. Marty, Marty. Uh, if you're going to give me a bad putter, you might as well give me a bad putter is at least hitting their irons well. And that's what we're getting from him right now. 1.8, 2.3, 3.9 is last three events. 13th at Travelers, 4.8 around the green. That's kind of a weird, it's kind of a weird change. Has, has he always been a guy decent enough around the green? Because I'm looking his massive entire sample size. He's flat for his career. But now we're trending up in terms of around the green game. Maybe that's enough to, to kind of, uh, even out a terrible putter. He's always been a terrible putter. I think he will always be a terrible putter, but give me the guy who I uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of his last 10 events has been not just positive with the irons, but really positive. So uh, I think that that's going to be a dude that I probably click on uh, above your boy, Grio. May he rest in peace. Yeah. Again, I'm not, there, there's not a lot here and you're going to have to sort through murky at best form on all these guys, just because of the product of this field. Um, yeah, I'll give a, I will, we had a question about Chaz. Chaz is playing good golf too. He did gain four strokes putting for that eighth place finish, which is a big outlier for him. He's not a good putter at all, but he's solid enough in the upper sevens in the lower sevens though. As I look, I'm, I don't have a ton. I'm going to just ask you so we can get this out of the way. I will not play Steve Stricker. Will you? Yes. The microphone tried to cut out just so people couldn't hear your response, but it tried sounded like you were saying yes. That, 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 but that would be correct. Uh, I, wow. I think, well, for those who don't remember last year, we got like a 7K Steve Stricker, the man who won this event from 2009 to 2011. If you're going to have an elder statesman, as in a plus 50-year-old win a golf tournament on tour, this would be the golf golf course to go to it. And I get it. Shake your head. Do your damnedest. Um, yeah. I wouldn't even say, like, because I, I don't think he's had that good of results in previous seasons here. Uh 41st, 43rd, 5th in 2017. That's not so bad. 52nd, 2016. Nothing close to what we saw where he was like 5th, 10th, 11th, and then obviously the three wins in a row that he had from 09 to 20, uh, 2011. But the man was really, really sick and did not play like any golf here. Got back on the senior tour events and, and started racking up some wins, started getting in form, played really well. At uh, Saucon Valley, a golf course in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, I'm very familiar with. Had my U.S. Mid-Am that I played in there uh, as well. Very nice to see somebody shoot six under out there. By far the best uh, final round out of anybody there on Sunday. He's got decent enough form. Obviously, it's against a bunch of old dudes, so that doesn't necessarily give us a whole heck of a lot. But this is going to be a, a golf tournament where somebody older than 50 can compete or gets themselves in the mix. And Steve Stricker is the most likely guy to do it. I mean, he's the guy who routinely plays in this. It's a home event for him. Basically, everybody in the Quad Cities area is going to be pulling for him. I get 20% is a lot. I don't even know if I get there. Last year, he was projected to be around like 8% or 10%. And I played 100% of him, if you remember. <laughs> I've never done anything like that. He was top 10 going into the weekend and fell apart on Saturday. Played very, very poorly. But... I'm not that confident in it this time around purely because I don't have anything to gauge his current form on. It's all senior tour events, uh, but I do feel decent enough seeing him play well at the U S senior open on a very difficult golf course in Pennsylvania. So uh, I'm going to have a little bit of him, not 20%, but 
he's gonna it wouldn't shock me if he got in the mix we'll put it that way it would shock me i have so weird anti he's like 60 to 1 in in the betting markets like that's pretty short he's like a top 25 odds guy yeah, and he's that, all the way in the bottom seven um the problem with him is that you're drawing to mo- you need multiple things one he has to have it and play well two he has to score well which is different he limits mistakes he's not like the cam davis style where he's making a ton of birdies and a ton of bogeys he's a better player than he is dk scorer and that is another thing working against him he's right next to guys like Goddard up and tyler duncan these are guys to me are much easier clicks they're prolific scores they're aggressive flag hunting easy courses got her up we really don't have a profile for he's just seems to be pretty good tyler duncan a little more easier to stomach in terms of what he can do i like these guys and i'm going to throw in matt wallace again i i liked him a lot last week he did make the cut it's trending positively still it's not there but i'm going to hold on to matt wallace until he completely implodes again or breaks through yeah i i like matt wallace again i i think that that's good do i even need to say it do I, do I need to what? say Chris Goddard up? Are, are oh, yeah, the people yeah, asking no, for Chris Goddard up? I'm on board now. I played him last oh, week. Let's go. I, I you know, here's week. the thing. Here's the thing. I These young kids, they're built different. They just are. And people need to stop with the whole, he needs to get his sea legs. I, I, I might have said something akin to that, where he's starting to get his bearings like in a little to, to some extent, but that's knowing full well that he has the kind of potential Thor Borenson, like out of the middle of nowhere, almost wins a golf tournament. Those kind of things are going to happen more now than they ever happened before because these kids are ready to compete immediately in a way that 15 years ago they just weren't. I mean, Phil Mickelson won an event as a P- or as an amateur. We're talking about like a top two, top three golfer who's ever played the game of golf. So there's outliers, of course, throughout the line, but we're starting to see you know a, a number of these kids that are just going to be able to compete immediately. And you're seeing with Thigala coming out of Pepperdine. You're going to start seeing it with got a rep coming out of OKC or out of uh, Oklahoma here now. So get ready for it. The approach positive now back to back times that we've had strokes gain data three out of four events makes the cut can't really hurt you down at the seven K Ridge. I would be very surprised if you didn't get uh, didn't get him across the line for a top 30 this week. Yeah, again, this is a this is a corn fairy type event like he's not overmatched in any form could be a real player could have some struggles, but I'm, I'm certainly willing to find out are you going to look to because we, we talked about stricker zach johnson would be the same concept are you looking to back zach johnson here or, or do you say you know what i don't see the upside give me the pivots uh that are maybe a little more volatile yeah my my main thing with him is that we're seeing some broken irons I mean, he's been positive two of his last like 12 events it's and bad. that is horrific beyond all words so uh, yeah, I'm much more inclined to click on Stricker than Zach Johnson. That's just kind of what it is. Last couple names here. Chesson Hadley had a really good showing at Travelers. I would caution a little bit. He gained 11 strokes with the short game. That's a massive outlier for a guy that's not a good around the green player typically. So I'm not saying he can't repeat it, but I'm kind of saying he can't repeat it. Uh, he's going to need to improve off the tee a little bit if he wants to keep that form going. Antoine and chat sharp, interesting call out here with Scott Brown. This is a name that I have on my betting card a little bit. He's playing awful. He's had a really tough year, but this is just a course that he seems to absolutely love at John Deere. I'm going to read off this recent form over the years, seventh, 22nd, fifth, miscut, 16th, 25th, 12th, miscut, and fourth. A lot of top end finishes for a guy that doesn't have a lot of top end finishes 
on the PGA Tour. So to me, if you want to blindly back someone who comes to this course, I'm going to blindly back Scott Brown in some lineups. Wow. He scores. If you get him through, he's another guy. He fills it up. I, I think there's obviously miscut equity, but he is a pure scorer. I have nothing to add. Good. Smotherman? Sure. Yeah. I'll have a little Smotherman. Again, you can smother this entire low Yeager? 7K range, and there's a number of ways to go. Can I give a shout out? If I'm going to blindly back somebody, I'm going to blindly back Charlie Hoffman, where what's his superpower when he's actually playing well? The irons he's gained now in five of six, which is kind of surprising because all I see is MC next to his name. Correct. The putter could flip at some point in time, and you see like a 35th at the RBC there, and he lost 4.4 at the approach at that golf tournament. So I don't I don't know what's going on with him. Maybe it's just a mixed bag of whatever, but uh, you, you make those irons positive like you would generally have at the RBC. You're talking about a top 10. So uh, Charlie Hoffman, I'm going to blindly back him. I looked at Charlie Hoffman in the outright market at like 150 to one. He's playing awful. I want to stress yeah. that. But again, you come to these spots in these type of tournaments, some of these guys are going to flip the light switch. Some of them are going to remain irrelevant. But to me, you know, got her up and, and Matt Wallace are probably where I'm initially drawn. Mm-hmm. Then I will have sprinkles of, of Scott Brown and some of these other one-offs in the same range. Anything else in the sevens before we start to dumpster dive with, there's got to be 75 guys in the six K range this week. Yeah. So, I mean, Smotherman, I do like, so don't, don't be sleeping on Smotherman. I think that that's a decent enough play. What do you think about Taylor Moore at sub 1%? I, I don't know if that, you never really know here, but Taylor Moore. Taylor Moore has been freaking horrific, but he's just had enough. There's been enough chatter of him coming up from the corn fairy tour. And this is a glorified corn fairy tour event. Maybe that puts him a little bit more at ease. Top 10 at the RSM last season, you know, had some decent enough, uh, decent enough finishes throughout that entire fall swing had a good start to his season and it's just kind of gotten broken with the irons. But you know, if you're just going to talk about a guy who's sub 1%, I can play him at 5% and be five X the field and one fifty in some kind of a capacity. And it reverts to being a corn fairy tour event. And he just goes and dominates it. That'd be fun. Um, Generally a superpower off the tee, but Taylor Moore. I'll be honest. If I was going to do that and you can this week, you're going to have to blindly back some players. I would blindly back actually a guy right in that same range in Sam Ryder. Sam Ryder had missed seven straight cuts and then he gained six strokes on the approach at the travelers An insane score. He's got a runner up at the John Deere classic from 2018. He's got another top 20 at the John Deere classic. So this is a guy that I think if I was just going to say, you know what, maybe he found something. I would blindly back Sam Ryder at what I would think is going to be virtually uh, 0% ownership as well. Yeah. If you look at his entire sample size, uh, averaging over the course of his entire PGA tour career, over 0.5 strokes gain approach is 2.2 in his last five events, average of 2.2 in his last five events. So that is not a terrible shout out 5.7 last week at the travelers. That's a ridiculous number to click on. Yeah. Again, you're going to be drawing to these type of things down here. You don't need a big allocation as we work down to the six K range. I mean, we're led off with guys like Lee Hodges, Sneds mm-hmm. is down here, Kevin Chappell, Vaughn Taylor, Bill Haas. I mean, it's going to be ugly, there's no doubt, but I also think there's merit to playing some of these guys. Yeah, we're going to click on some of them. Uh, can I interest you in the puttering, throwing, temper tantrum dude uh, hits on 15-year-old girls, uh, Grayson Murray? Uh, he, so the thing about Grayson, I mean, there's a lot of things about Grayson. We haven't yeah, seen he's not him a, a good lot. Person. 
That's a good you know, start. in Mexico, he was great. The U.S. Open is the U.S. Open. Like, I don't read anything into that. If anything, I think it was a positive for him. He made the cut. Now, <laughs> I, I don't mind Grayson. You know, he's another guy that the talent is there. We haven't seen it for quite a while. I would prefer Scott Brown. There's no doubt about it. But if you told me that you wanted to get Grayson because you think he's going to make the weekend and he's going to score, that's what he does, showdown type play, I'm okay with that. Okay. That's that's kind of who I'm looking at I, a little bit there. It's it, it gets a little pale here. I mean, at low seven Ks is where I'm going to be hanging out a lot. I tried to come up with a case for Rory Sabatini. This feels like the kind of an event where he would pop with his stupid little bucket hat, living his life, just chilling and goes out and shoots. Yeah. He's worn some bucket apps. I think that's like his main profile picture. If not, it's not on DK, is it? Let me check. This is the important stuff that you guys tune into this show for. Does Rory Sabatini have a bucket hat in his profile picture on DK? No. Uh, Is it somewhere? It's somewhere. (gasps) You know where it is. Found it. It's on, uh, it's on fantasy national. There you are done. Um, um, all right. Well, I didn't know that about Rory Sabatini. He's a guy with a bucket hat. Oh yeah. I see it. That's not really a, that's more like crocodile Dundee hat than a bucket hat. (laughs) Well, now I've got the true bucket there with the help of Tyler Zander. I'm not a liar. Nobody can call me a liar. It's just what it is. Those are a lot of bucket hats. That's that's a lot of different bucket hats. Again, I've, I've been in the golf game too long. I, I under, I watched this my entire life. Like I always imagine Roy Sabatini having a bucket hat and I always remember him uh, just skipping a golf hole on his playing competitors at congressional. That was fun too. It, it does look like, it does look like crocodile Dundee is yeah. off. Though, That's not even Roy Sabatini. The picture you clicked on. That's not Wait, even. Oh, don't don't oh, let facts well, get in the way. <laughs> How stupid. Google. Cause clearly, like I said, it's going to be a range filled with various types of guys that are playing pretty bad and some names that I think you could look to, you know, I, I, I did look at Chase Seifert who's popped a little bit here and there. Doesn't seem to be able to hold it together. Cam Percy to me is one of the better iron players in this range, but he doesn't really do anything else well. And then you've got guys just scattershot names like boo Weekly's the flat min. I'm not sure oh that I can get there. But they're, you know, he's not a, a a putter that I think can keep himself in contention. How low are you willing to go? I guess is my question. Man, Boo Weekly. I haven't I haven't seen striker. Boo Weekly's name putt. in forever. Yeah, no, he can't putt. That's that's kind of why he's there. Man, he was one of the happiest go lucky people in all of golf forever. Uh, I'm with you. Where I think Cameron Percy. I mean, phenomenal, phenomenal approach game. Horrendous, horrendous putter. Uh, you could probably say kind of close to the same thing about Henrik Norlander. I might blindly back in him in some shares. Three straight missed cuts. Been positive the irons the last two. Around the green, decent. Horrendous putter. Just horrendous in like every sense of the word. Uh, yeah, actually, I, I just, I'm going to take that back. I'm not going to click on Henrik Norlander. I, I can't possibly He's do that. He's been worse than I think people realize. Wesley Bryan. There you go. There's the guy that we might click on a little bit. And that that's more of a blind back where it's like, all right. Where is he? Wesley Bryan, 6,700. <sighs> Wesley Bryan. Okay. Why not? Let's see what's been going on. Well, that's not good. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I think this is where, as we talk about a lot. So bad. You got to start to think about stacking up skill sets. If you go week off the tee, you know, Chesson Hadley, Wesley Bryan, and those types, I think that's okay. And you can build a team like that. 
if you think off the tee matters, Wesley Bryan is not competitive off the tee. He's just, he's short and erratic. That's, that's a killer. It's not like he gains strokes like Molinari does and he's not long off the tee. He's just bad off the tee. So if you think that's important, I wouldn't fire him up. If you think that's irrelevant, I take Wesley Bryan over most of these guys. If I didn't have to, like, if you just put the ball in the fairway, I think he would be one of the best plays in the six K range. There we go. So Thank you for making my case for me. I don't have to. Yeah. Uh, you recommended him. Everybody remember, you said play Wesley Bryan. That's not what happened at all. <laughs> I said that, is there a world, and Chad, feel free to chime in here. By the way, we're on board with Martin Laird uh, for, for Chad asking. Yes. Good, good. Is there a world where Trey Mullinax could be a tournament play? He's done nothing, but Trey Mullinax, in theory, is a pure scorer. He's strong off the tee when he's in form, is that something that we can do? Or is that just wildly unnecessary? I'd rather go Paul Barjan if we're going to go for the straight up like jugular. Yeah. Dude I don't think I've ever played that. Bomb it. I, I, well, you better get ready. You're going to have really to have a can. share too this week. He can bomb it off the tee. Uh, Cook is there too. Not yeah. a bomber. Barjan but. though, generally is just an all around good ball striker. His irons are broken. The last three... 7.2, 1.5, 3.9. I've clicked on this guy a number of times. His main bugaboo is he has the absolute chip yips. Um, and it's really hard to watch. And you you generally don't have to watch it unless you go on ESPN Plus and you randomly get him thrown up on the on the screen in the mornings, like when he's one of the first groups off. But uh, now positive three straight with the putter, which is unheard of for him. And I, I do mean unheard of. He is so bad with the putter. Uh, so there's, there's some signs of life off the tee putter. I expect the irons to be better than we've seen, but I do expect him to always be horrible at chipping. So he seems like a kind of guy who could have a top 10 going, gets into the mix on Sunday and shoots 80 on the easiest golf course in America. Yeah. Again, I I think the point to stress here, you're talking about low allocations in a large field tournament. I don't see any reason for single entry or three max that you want to get a guy down here. It's too isolating. I think it's over leverage unless there's someone you genuinely like. But for me, I, I don't see that uh, really with anybody, you know, to, to rhyme it out. I think I would be most comfortable. I'd cut it at 67. You've got Stewart, Seifert, uh, Justin lower types. I'm not saying I like these guys, but I could play them and feel okay. Once you get below there, I think you're drawing to straight 1% flyers. Yeah. I mean, this is just not really doable. Harry Higgs has been horrendous. It's weird to say that I don't have any interest in him. Uh, That's kind of a bummer, but yeah, I I think 67 is kind of the number. I will say 6,500 Paul Bergeon. I might click on a little bit, just trying to make him a thing. Might click on a little Jonathan bird as well. 6,500. Um, like 6,500, I, I think I can get to a little bit played well at the Mexico open 15th there. This is a glorified Mexico open without the top tier John Rom playing in the field. So yeah, 6,500 will probably be my cutoff. That's fair. I, maybe I'm bitter. I bet a, a French MMA fighter on Saturday and he was terrible. So I hope Aww. Paul Barjan, uh, does better than that guy. So just a little peek inside the glass of what is my train wreck of a life here. Bill Haas. 25th and 27th in sandwich with a miscut in between it's gaining with the putter again as i keep repeating and tomorrow night if you have questions on kind of who fits what type of skill set make sure you tune in because i really think when i build for the 6k guys in my lineup i'm going to try to pair it with what do i think is important if it's a putting contest Mm -hmm. a guy like bill haas is in play if it's a driving contest 
guys like Wesley Bryan and Bill Haas to me are far away from my lineup. So is that how you look to do it in a field like this? Just because simply we don't have the luxury of recent form. Most of these guys are missing the cut every single week. Yeah. I mean, I, the, the approach we're, we're just going to be factoring an approach. We're going to be factoring putting, have your specific skill sets. I was just reading Scott uh, Stewart, one of the good guys who was always hanging out and chat with us. Um, you know, he talks about following it up with the skill set for each golf course. Yeah. Have your, have your ideas in mind of like the way that you want to go about it. I'm sure that, you know, you're not going to have a six of six where they need to like do whatever, where you need to have that kind of be allocated and all of them need to be approached. All of them need to be putting, Absolutely. but this golf course really sets up and opens up to a lot of the field. I think there needs to be a lean in those kind of directions. And one thing I want to say about that, that I think at least this is how I go about it that stuff becomes less important the higher up you go in salary and talent mm -hmm. like John Rom, it doesn't matter where they're playing if he brings it it's fine guys in the 6k range they only have a couple of courses that they can I think compete on and it has to match their exact skill set because they don't have a well-rounded game there are some courses that a guy like Wesley Bryant will never be good at no matter what whereas the best mm -hmm. players in the world they can bring their game across all the courses so I think that's something uh, that you want to look to anything else that you want to mention before we let the people go on with their day here, check out prize picks, use promo code Osmo hundred dollars right out of the gate, smash these over four birdies. I don't know why the line is four on everybody, but my God, it's three and uh, a half earlier, as you'll see from my video. Um, I got them at three and a half. Oh my God. Uh, can I buy some equity in your you cards? Go. That would be great. You'll be back later today on this I very will. channel. MLB Live Before Lock. I'm going to be covering that with Greg. Uh, back to the crew, uh, the, the normal cleanup crew there for the Live Before Lock. Uh, after yesterday, they made me work with Adam. How dare they? No respect. I'll, I'll get that sorted out. Friends, <laughs> as always, even on the tournaments, let's be honest, it's not the premiere of the PGA season. There's still a lot of money, and it's still a fun show with you guys hanging out with us, and we really do appreciate that. A couple weeks to the Open Championship. Until then. Of course, stay tuned at Jazz Raz DFS at Eric Blinquist. Shout out to Tyler behind the glass as always. Hit the like button on your way out. Let's make some money this week. We'll talk to you guys soon. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday looking for a fun way to win up to 25 times your money this football season test your skills on prize picks the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports just select two or more players pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of statistics and place your entry it's as easy as that if you have the skills you can turn ten dollars into 250 dollars with just a few taps Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and an enormous selection of players and stat options are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million football fans who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/get100 and use code GET100. That's code GET100 at prizepicks.com slash get100 for a first deposit matchup to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy.